welcome to The Upfront Investor. I'm Dal Gillam, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. Hope you had a great weekend. Mine was pretty lazy, actually. I decided, I mean, I've spent Saturday with a, a friend of mine, a long-term friend of mine, and we had a bit of fun. And uh, Sunday, I decided to watch a movie called The Wolf of Wall Street. Now, it's based on a book by a gentleman called Jordan Belfort on his, I suppose, exploits in on Wall Street, where... After the 1987 crash, he was a broker, and obviously uh, a lot of people would have heard the story about uh, Jordan Belfort, how he rose to be um, uh, making lots and lots and lots of money on Wall Street over a very short period of time. And basically, without sort of getting too much into the story, it really was that he was selling people stocks that they shouldn't actually be buying and making up all these stories. Now, obviously, the the U.S. government obviously took him to task, and he was been to jail for it. And um, I believe um, there's hundreds of millions of dollars, or or at least a hundred million dollars he he owes, and he needs to pay that sort of stuff back. But uh, to me, that the the story was interesting in a couple of ways. Is whilst I didn't read the book, um, my wife's read the book. Um, I didn't really have the the desire to actually read the book, and I wasn't really super keen on watching the movie, but I thought I'd have a watch to see what this gentleman did. Uh, but the interesting thing was, like every quote, uh, like every um, movie or, you know, on the share market, there's some interesting quotes. And I always remember Wall Street, the movie with Michael Douglas and some of the quotes in Wall Street, and I thought were very good um, in terms of understanding what the share market is and, and how it actually works. And a couple of the quotes from The Wolf of Wall Street, uh, from one of them was from Matthew McConaughey's uh, character, which was Jordan Belfort's first boss in a broking house before the 87 crash. And they're up on the whatever top floor of this building in a restaurant or something overlooking Manhattan. And um, he was, the boss was having uh, alcohol uh, during lunch and, and he was also having cocaine during lunch. So that was quite interesting as well. But that tells you another thing about Wall Street. But one of the, the, the comments that he came out with is that brokers don't know what the stock will do. Because Jordan Belfort was questioning, saying, well, surely it's about helping people make money. And, and his boss was saying, no, it's not about helping them make money. It's about you making commissions. And that's what the mentality was like. And to some degree, that's still around all that because brokers get paid on commissions. They don't get paid, generally get paid wages. They get paid commissions. So generally that's the underlying premises of a broker. And I'm not um, trying to say anything about a broker or bad about brokers, but generally, I mean, prior to the 87 crash, that's what it was all about. It was about generating mass commissions and not necessarily making money for themselves. And I thought that line was really interesting in terms of brokers don't know what stocks will do. And to some degree, that still resonates to the day, although brokers today are much more informed, etc. But it also, it says to, to me, to investors, that really they should know what they're doing rather than just relying on a broker. Another one of the statements that, that was made, and this one was actually made by Jordan Belfort's character in the movie, being um, Leonardo DiCaprio. And I'm not sure whether I got the quote right, but basically the quote was, rich people don't buy rubbish stocks. And as soon as he said it, I went, absolutely 100% correct. Is the people, it, it, you only have to look at the marketplace now, and, and for those of you who known um, or been around us for a long time, you know I would have been, uh, you know that I was on Sky Channel for five years on, a, on a, every single month on a show called Your Money, Your Call. And it was interesting. 
every single month, the half the show, most of the show was people ringing up about rubbish stocks who didn't actually know how to trade the market or didn't know much about the market at all. And they were trying to buy those 10 cent, 15 cent, 20 cent stock and asking me or and the other experts what I thought of these stocks. Now, for the most part, us experts really didn't know much t- too much about those stocks. We'd look at a chart, see it was a rubbish stock. And they're not ones we would trade, but the constant thing over that five-year time frame was that the public, the general public, didn't actually change. And to me, this statement, rich people don't buy rubbish stock, is is really, really important in terms of understanding how to actually get wealthy in the share market is not to buy those rubbish stocks. It's to buy the good stocks. It's to buy, in terms of Wolf of Wall Street, it was talking about buying stocks like GE, like um, though you know Procter and Gamble's those sorts of stocks, not you know, AT and T, not buying stocks really rubbishy techie stocks, those sorts of stocks or biotech top stocks. In Australia, we're talking about buying stocks like BHP and Rio and the banks and those sorts of things rather than buying junky stocks. And I thought that was a really interesting or poignant part of the movie because what he was trying to do at the time was trying to sell rubbish stocks to people who didn't know. And he was creating all these stories about them and basically lying to people on the phone. One of the other statements he actually said, or his character actually said, was everyone wants to get rich. And when he was questioned, what he was meaning was those who aren't, don't have money, all of them want to get rich. And because they all want to get rich, they'll get, you can sell them a story about getting rich by buying this stock. So what he was trying to do is saying, well, because everybody had that, that desire to be rich, that he could actually then play on that desire and that emotion on that desire to get rich and tell them they could get rich really, really quickly by buying this rubbishy stock. And to me, that was also another very poignant part of it. And it's, and it's quite true because we often see people out there and um, they, they, they don't necessarily have a lot of money, but they want to get wealthy, but then they make mistakes by... We get it all the time here. Like uh, those who listen to these podcasts, you would have seen a series by Blake on on scams, on scamming software. We still today, this day, even though for twenty years I've been putting out information, um, whether it be printed or audio or whatever else, um, at Expo, saying people don't buy this sort of overpriced, expensive rubbish software. ASIC's been putting it out. There's been so many articles, and yet still today, people are getting sold that story about getting rich and buying rubbishy stocks or buying rubbish things like uh, overpriced software, like 10000 15000 20000 I've seen people pay thirty and 40000 for courses, which you know you really don't get much out of because they're getting sold that get-rich-quick that it doesn't take much you don't need to be intelligent you don't need to study a lot it'll just happen if you just follow this little this program or you follow these three simple steps or whatever they actually promote but that happens a hell of a lot still to this day even in the wall street is about the 87 crash or what happened just after the 87 crash that five six seven eight years after the what the thing is what it's telling me is is how to avoid getting stuck into those things and why people should learn to determine for themselves what they should buy and sell is really, really important in terms of you should always know why you're buying and selling an asset like an, an asset for yourself. And a share, it's even more important. So, And to me, if you actually understand it all yourself, why you're buying or why you're selling or why you're doing what you're doing, then what happens is is you actually get to that, that need to know or that need to know the, the ins and outs of it all is that means you have more confidence. So if something's hitting the fan or the things aren't going right, you actually have the confidence to follow the strategy that you've set because you actually know. And that's where a lot of people actually 
um, do the opposite of what they should be doing or have emotional buying and selling of their shares because they don't have the confidence in their strategy. Um, and their constant trend is to believe in others. And that's why uh, there's so many people that, you know, subscribe to stock tipping newsletters and, and looking in newspapers. You only have to read the ASX shareholder survey. And the next one's due out, I believe, in June this year. They do it every two years. And I was um, just chatting with the guys at the Stock Exchange the other week and uh, they they're putting it all together now for June. And I know that's going to come out and say most people, the majority of people get their information out of newspapers and off the internet. They're not getting from solid research for themselves because they do want to get rich. I'm going to, I'm going to stop it uh, here, obviously, uh, my podcast here, but I just want to have a look at what you're trying to achieve. And the statistics are that get rich slowly works. That is having a medium to long-term view on your investments and your wealth creation and building that wealth up over the medium to long-term, it works. Problem, most people is they don't have the patience to actually do it. And that's why so few actually get to that point. So looking at trying to get rich quick is the sure way to get broke quick. So having a mentality on having a plan to do it slowly over time, that medium to long-term outlook on your shares, on your property, on your other investments, and keep building and compounding is the sure way to get rich. And that's probably the subject, or well, that is the subject, so to speak, of my Friday night out of trading session, which I'm doing this Friday night, actually. It's the 19th of May at the moment. That's on the 23rd. So uh, if you hear this prior to that and you, you want to come along on Friday night, give our guys a call because I think there's a couple of seats left anyway but it's about how do you actually create wealth and what's the process of actually creating wealth and I think we all need to have a think about that and actually what we're doing because at the end of the day it's getting there is the, is, is the goal not necessarily how fast you get there yeah sure we'd like to get rich faster or people would like to get rich faster but the thing is the faster you try it the higher the risk you take the more risk you take the more chance there is a failure whereas doing it slowly and methodically in that medium to long term is a recipe for success. I'll leave you with those thoughts. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Um, I'm Dale Gillam, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. You've been listening to Talking Wealth. I look forward to chatting with you next time. Take care.